What up, Black man? Welcome to the Do Make Something podcast, where we discuss faith, mental health, and personal development for the purpose of helping Black men to stop being mediocre and to do the work to become excellent for God's glory and the good of others. I'm your host, Jamile Cal Penn. What's going on to my regular listeners out there? You guys checking your mental mental, protecting your, your, your headspace? Are you being in a good headspace? You know, are you taking the time to um, find some time to do something creative to help your mental health and be in a good, healthy space? Please, I hope, I hope you are, because <laughs> it's, it's wild out here. But anyways, um, for today's episode, so yes, we're still talking about this uh, gender war stuff that's going on. And I think it's important. It, it really is important because one, we're involved in it as black men. We're involved in it and we have a big part to play in it. And it's something that we need to change and work on. But in t- today's episode, I'm sure if you're on the interwebs, You've caught wind of the Manosphere conversations, average at best, gender war, all that stuff. Kevin Samuels, Fresh and Fit. I think Fresh and Fit is the <laughs> the more recent uh, debacle that's been going on, which is ridiculous. Um, but you know, if you've been paying attention to that, if you're perceptive, you know that these are there are two sides. That apparently, um, one side where men condemn and talk badly about black women getting fresh and fit whether they want to admit it or not <laughs> saying very racist and at times classes and colorist kind of things it's not good and you have an opposing side uh, that seemingly does the same towards black men and in the midst of that you may be hearing uh, descriptions of men being described different ways so as a black man you may be wondering if you're not automatically being defensive and feel insecure you might ask yourself, well, am I a, a dusty or a trash bag bandit or trash ass, broke ass, or as uh, Brittany Renner card called, um, what's his name, Marlon? I guess he's fresh of the fit. Or is he fit? I always forget. I guess he's fit. But Myron, Myron's name, but Brittany Renner called him, you know, you know, how would you feel if I called you a bitch ass nigga? Well, there's a long list of different identifiers that are synonymous with that title that um, whether online or offline has been shared um, towards a black man. I'm sure if, you know, uh, even if you don't immediately ask that question of yourself, I would strongly recommend that you do. You really check to see if you have been called that in various forms. Check if that if that's true, because the reality is you probably are or you have been at some point in time if you've related romantically to a woman, and even if not, sometimes you can be, you know, a brother uh, or a son or a nephew or just a friend. Um, but it's it's very likely that as a black man, you have been or named or called um, something similar to a trash ethnic, trash ass nigga. Sorry, it's, it's early. Um, and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Seriously. Even if you think you're the nicest, best stand-up guy, you've probably done something. And maybe you didn't know. You know, maybe that title or that description wasn't told to you directly to your face. Maybe, you know, your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend, or even maybe even at times if you're married, your spouse has felt that way towards you. But to save your feelings, she's never said it. 
So now that you're hearing it online and other people talking about it, it may be confusing. It's like, what? Hey, that, that can't be me. The sad part is, I think it's a lot more of us than we think. And, you know, honestly, it's because the majority of us have been ill-equipped to relate effectively to the opposite sex. We've had ill-equipped teachers and have been given terrible advice and are part of a culture in, com- in the community that is not focused on preparing men to be healthy and beneficial romantic partners, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, and even physically at times. Oftentimes, we're not even equipped to be good, well-rounded, beneficial men in general. And it sucks. It sucks. Like, you know, whether our fathers weren't there um, to actually show us how to be a man, or even for our fathers, nobody was really there to show them to how to be well-rounded men. You know, we've had for a long time a very bad um, standard set for what it means to be a man or what it looks like um, that can be considered toxic. And if that's being propagated over and over and over again, that's not really helping the situation. And if you have somebody that was a trash-ass dude, well, more than likely he's going to create or influence other people to be like that you know, grandfathers to fathers and so on and so forth. And yes, granted, I understand that there are good examples out there, but if we're taking a step back, I think the problem might be a lot worse than we think, you know? So like, take a second to let that sink in. Be open to the possibility that what I'm saying, what other people have said, other women and other people maybe in your circle, um, what if it's very, you know, very well, it could be true, you know? It could be true. In, the, in this whole gender war, modern woman, modern man discussion, a lot of the blame is being placed on black women. When in the reality, the weight and responsibility of the situation honestly squarely rests on the shoulders of black men. A lot of it, a majority of it. And you know, it sucks. It sucks, <laughs> but it's true. You know, like we were designed to be leaders and to be the heads and the influencers of our community, the protectors of our communities, providers of our community. And if things are off base, you know, if there's a problem, say you have an organization or a company, if there's a problem with the organization, it falls on the head of the CEO or the leader or the board, you know? And it's no different in a community setting. The leaders are the ones that are held responsible. And the thing is, we haven't been doing that great of a job. <laughs> and I mean, it sucks, but it's true. Like, you know, we have a lot of work to do, hence this idea of this podcast and the content related and surrounding it. So what do you do? What do you do when you find out that you're the list, <laughs> any of these names, this title and this list, you know, you're bum, broke, you're dusty, you're trash, trash bandit, whatever. There, there are a lot of a lot of names, and I haven't even heard all of them, I'm sure. Like, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? And I think there are three things that we need to do as men, as black men, to stop being mediocre and to become excellent. You know, and the first one is we need to acknowledge it and accept it as a fact. <laughs> and I get it. That's hard. It's really hard. It's been really hard for me. But we have to be humble enough to admit, acknowledge, and accept that we not we might not be who and where we think we are. Like, the thing is, I think 
usually we are blinded by our own ego and or the support of others to see the truth of our behavior and our character. Like, culturally speaking, as black men, we've been able to cover up our flaws and shortcomings with outward success and accolades. Whether that's how well you're dressed, how strong or physically fit you are, um, going back to the fresh and fit thing, your popularity and your charisma. And I think, you know, that, that actually starts to include all of the different various manosphere people. So even charisma or the way that you dress for some people, and maybe like, you know, Kevin Samuels, the way that he presents himself, um, how much money you have, or sometimes just being a black man in general makes room for excuses to our inadequacies. And what I mean by that is like, we can blame racism. Like, well, I, I can't be this because of racism or because of the government. Or also, I, I it's okay for me to be this way or the reason I am this way is because my father wasn't around. And I've discussed this in other podcasts and stuff like that, but these are excuses that we've been using for a very long time that they don't work anymore. <laughs> anymore. Like these are things that we can deal with, that we have to deal with, and that we have the resources and the ability to deal with. And so it's important that we, it's important that we do the work to take off the rose-colored glasses, and so that we can see clearly and properly assess ourselves. And the thing is, self-reflection can be really hard. Like very, very, very challenging and difficult to do. Like it can be earth, earth shattering to the ego. Um, I know this personally. I've, I've experienced many times the realization that I'm not as good as I thought or I believe myself to be. And um, especially like in marriage, you can like, I've heard it described and maybe you've heard it described as well in marriage that, you know, your spouse is, is a mirror, you know? So when you're relating to somebody in an intimate way, um, they will show you things about yourself that you never really realized. And <laughs> the, the thing is, like, that can be really hard, you know, because when we have friends or we have family, sometimes they're not 100% honest with us. Um, you know, they won't really tell us all of the, the truth and the grimy details about us, um, but we need that. And we need good friends to do that. And oftentimes we also need uh, significant others in our lives um, to really show us, excuse me, to show us who we really are and what's really going on with that. And again, if you're, you're a believer, you should be asking God to show you your heart, um, show you what's really going on with you. Because um, we need to see in a mirror clearly who we are so that we can assess well, so that we can make changes. You know, um, there's a scripture, I think it's in the book of James that talks about that. Okay. It's James chapter one, verse 23. Um, this is the King James. And here James is talking about walking by faith, but also like listening to God's word and being a doer and not just a hearer. And I think this applies to us in this idea of like self-assessing as well. So James one, Verse 23, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Um, like, for he, oh, verse 24, for he beholds or sees himself and goes his way and straightway forgets the manner of man he was. So the idea of like, 
if you're hearing God's word or even if you're hearing criticism and people trying to help you, advice, um, positive words, whatever, constructive criticism, you're hearing these things, it's like a mirror and it's not good to hear these things, hear constructive criticism, hear guidance from God, hear anything from your spouse or your significant other, or even from good friends, um, hear these things and then walk away from it and just forget. That's like useless. <laughs> What's the point of wake up, waking up in the morning, going and look in the mirror, seeing that like you got stuff all over your face or whatever, the hair is not brushed or whatever, looking in the mirror, seeing these details, and then not doing anything about it, walking away. Like, it's just foolish. And it's the same way that we have been, I think, the same way that we have been um, conditioned in our culture as black men at times to oftentimes ignore that stuff, you know, like really not taking the time to see like, you know, there are actually issues that we need to deal with internally. Yeah, like, we need to do that. We need to take the time to look at ourselves, reflect, and heed, and admit that there's stuff wrong. Like we need to brush our hair. We need to get crust out of our eyes or whatever. And it's the same thing as black men, as we're growing, as we're trying to become better, we have to admit, you know, there's some areas that I've fallen short, that I've been mediocre at, that really I could be a trash ass dude. I really could be an F boy. I really could be um, <laughs> so many other things. Like maybe I just have all these different shortcomings and we need to take the rose colored glasses off and admit it and accept it. It's like, yo, I really do have some issues. I really do have some problems that I need to work through. And the thing is, yeah, self-reflection can be really hard and, but we need to do it. We need to do it. We need to sit and really look at the weight of where we are. And again, for some people I know when they hear this kind of content, um, especially as men, we can be very prideful and egotistical. And we often like to isolate, isolate ourselves and be very ind individualistic and not think that it's us. So we're like, well, I'm fine. I don't have any problems. I don't have any issues. It's not me. It's all these other people that they're talking about um, online or my wife doesn't really feel that way about me or my exes were crazy or whatever. We'll say all these things. Even if you feel like you are that, like you're <laughs> separate and that you're, that's not you. Think communally. Think that if, what, what if there's this narrative going around about black men that is a terrible narrative, a terrible narrative <laughs> that's being shared over and over and over again that other people are corroborating and saying is true within the community and without the community. You got to stop and think like, yo, this is a problem that as a black man, I need to be involved with. We can't keep doing that. We can't keep separating ourselves and being individualistic. We can't do that. If my brothers over here are being looked at in a certain way, that's going to trickle down to me too, regardless of how I am or whatever I'm doing. So it's a bigger problem that we need to identify and address and work on. It, it's just true. So even if you feel like, oh, it's not me, it could be your brother. It could be your friend. It could be your uncle. <laughs> it could, hey, if you get kids, it could be your son. It, it, you know, like, but it's something 
as a community, we need to work on as men. We need to work on it. So that was the first thing. You got to acknowledge and admit it that it may be true. The second thing is you got to listen constructively to the comments or criticism um, that's being shared with you. So even so even with this whole uh, manosphere stuff, there there are other content creators out there who uh, share content about black men and things that go on that it honestly can be very, very hard to listen to. And I've listened to it and it's hard. <laughs> it can be really, really hard. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Like it can be really, really hard. So like some popular names that I can think of um, that's been shared with me is like um, Cynthia G or Mahogany Pink or Tiny TKO or even I, Nyla says, um, black women sharing their experiences, um, in facts and truth. And to sit and listen to that stuff, like oftentimes you can see it in the comments or other people are just like, especially men fighting it back against this and calling these women names and wishing so much negativity and hurtful things upon them. But you gotta really sit and listen. Like, why are they saying this stuff? They're not coming from an unfounded place. Like, that's that's not the case for Black women. Black women usually have a reason to say the things that they're saying. So, and the second thing, the second step to dealing with this, if you come to realize and find out, consider that maybe I am a trash dude. Maybe I am not in a good place. Maybe I am as bad as they say you know, on the spectrum of being a black man, try to, I get it, it's hard, but try to listen constructively to the comments. Listen to the facts. Pay attention. Yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, it'll be humbling. But again, they're saying it for a reason. There's a reason many, many women can have the same experience and share the same thoughts, share the same ideas. There's a reason for that. And again, we got to take off the rose-colored glasses. There's a reason that there's a response this way. We got to listen. You got to listen. You got to take the criticism. Don't be the guy who goes to the mirror, sees the stuff, and doesn't change. We got to stop doing that. We got to get better. If we're trying to stop being mediocre, if we really want to help our community, if we want to do something, and be something, we got to listen to the crit- listen to the criticism. We got we got to swallow that pill. You're talking about being a red pill, like the idea of opening your eyes. Well, we really got to open our eyes to the reality that our situation is not that good right now. It's not. <laughs> it's really it's not, and we we got work to do, and it it sucks. It sucks. But you got to listen. You got to listen to the criticism, and it's no different. Again, if you're a believer, if you're reading the scriptures, and there's truth in there. And there's commands in there and there's laws in there. There's laws in there that God is trying to tell you. You can't just be like, I'm going to skip over that. I'm not going to listen to that part or I'm not going to pay attention to that part. No, you got to listen to all of it. You got to listen to the criticism and, you know, take your time with it because, yeah, sometimes it can be much, but you got to listen. And it's hard. It's 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 hard. But listen to it because that's the only way that you can start to make a difference. 
and make a change, which leads to the third thing. So the first thing you got to acknowledge and admit, maybe I am that. Maybe I am a trash dude. Maybe I am F boy. Maybe I am mediocre. Maybe I'm really not being a provider or a protector to my community or for my family. Maybe I am failing as a man. You got to admit that, acknowledge it. And then two, listen to the, listen constructively to the comments and criticisms that's coming your way. Whether it's from your spouse or whether it's from a, a brother you're trying to point out, yo, you, you be screwing these women over. Yo, you're not handling your responsibilities as a man. You got to listen, listen to that stuff. Listen to those criticisms. Pay attention. And the third thing is you got to take a deep breath and commit to improving yourself. Like you acknowledge that this is the situation. You listen to the criticism. You got to take a deep breath and be really honest and commit to saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to change. I'm going to become something better. I'm going to become a great man. I'm going to stop being mediocre and I'm going to become excellent. I want to do the work. And again, it's hard. But the great thing about life and being human is we have the ability to change and grow. So, I mean, you accept the fact that you're trash, you know, or at least at least that you've done tra- trashy, non-beneficial things as a black man. It sucks. It sucked when I found out too. <laughs> um, but now we, we have to do the hard work of changing. If you want to keep being trashy and doing crappy things, this channel, this podcast isn't for you. And I'd encourage you to reconsider that choice, the choice of remaining trashy. You know, like I think about seeing the interview, I think it was DJ Academics. It was a couple of different <laughs> different interviews, but with the Fresh and Fit guys on DJ Academics when Brittany Rayner was talking to them. And then they were on another one. Um, it was the podcast with those those comedians. I can't remember the name, but you know, they're on there and the whole group of guys are really, really trying to give them advice and wisdom to help them to grow. And they just stuck their heels in the ground. Now it's just a joke. That's your opinion. No, they're, they're, they're telling you that you're doing trashy stuff. <laughs> they, they, they were telling you that you're, you're being self-loathing, that you're saying things that are racist, that you're saying things that are, are colorist, that you're saying things that are sexist and misogynistic, and that you're listening and having and pushing a belief that is not helping anybody. You're sure you, you feel like you're, you're helping and encouraging guys to be better um, financially and physically and stuff like that. But a lot of the stuff that you're pushing relationally is trash. The idea that you want them to feel like they have to um, be on the defensive when going into a relationship or to automatically expect women to get over on them, you're not helping them to be men. You're really helping them to be cowards. You're helping them to be cowards in how they approach women. Like, what? Why, what? What is this? And those dudes on that podcast were trying to help them, but they just, you know, I hear you, but no, I'm not, I'm not really listening. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You, you really don't want to do that. And hey, that's my opinion, but it's a very consistent thing that happens 
when uh, we're not willing to accept the first step, not willing to accept, and not really listening to the criticism. We let our ego and our pride stop us from growing the way that we need to grow. And that's a problem because we can't grow. We can't get any better if we do that. If we're not willing to see the error of our ways, if if we're not willing to do the work to change, we'll stay stagnant and we won't grow and we'll also continue to negatively impact and influence others. And the thing is, like, if that's what you choose to do, I really encourage you to reconsider. Um, We were all, we were all, all people, but specifically black men, we were all created to be beneficial, productive, and to serve a greater purpose in this life. Um, I like to quote Les Brown, there's greatness in you. I love that quote, but it's true. There's greatness in you. But if you choose to squander that, you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, seriously, I think about these fresh and fit guys, like, I understand. I feel like to some degree, I relate to them. I'm sure they were probably geeks and nerds in high school that were (laughs) rejected and didn't get a lot of attention from the opposite sex or whatever. And now at this point, they got some money, they got in shape or whatever, and they feel like they're in a position to actually serve and help other people, particularly other men. And maybe they are getting, you know, more attention from women or whatever. And so they're kind of feeling themselves like those dudes have potential. They have this large and growing platform to actually help people, but they don't realize and they can't see that a lot of the stuff that they're sharing and how they are presenting this information is actually negative. It's, it's not good. Like, it's not good. And like, there's greatness there, but it's being squandered. There's potential there, but it's being squandered. Like, what is this? (laughs) Why do we do this? That's, that's not good. It's like, that quote, you know, it's, it's a lyric from the Lizzo song that comes to mind. It's like, why man great until they got to be great. I don't want that. You shouldn't want that. Like it, it should be consistent. It shouldn't, there should be no question. It should just, men are just great. Black men are just great or black men are excellent. But right now that's not the narrative and it sucks and we need to deal with it. Sorry, I'm getting off script. Anyways, okay. (laughs) Um, So yes, to quote Les Brown, um, there's greatness in you. And if you choose to squander that, you should be ashamed of yourself. Like seriously, for those who see the problem and want to get better and commit to doing the work, keep doing it. You know, commit to make something of yourself and change the narrative of your life. Uh, as an action plan, list the areas. Okay, so this is what you do. This is a, a call to action. Once you do these three steps, one, you admit and acknowledge that you have these issues. Um, two, you listen to the criticism. Three, take a deep breath and commit to improving yourself. What you want to do is make a list of these different things. So whatever the area is um, or issue. So it can be, sometimes it can be really serious stuff, or sometimes it could be not so serious stuff, you know, like serious stuff being like infidelity. You cheat, <laughs> you cheat, you know, or um, it could be just lying, or maybe you got to work on being emotionally present, or maybe you just need to get a job. Like, you know, there are a lot of different things that can line up with us 
being men and doing what we need to do, which is provide, protect, and um, for those who are believers, you know, be a spiritual covering over your spouse or just even in a community, being a positive influence, beneficial influence. Like make a list of those areas, those shortcomings. And again, another example can just be like, I'm late all the time. Maybe it's important that you actually show up and be on time to stuff. Put that on the list. These are the things that you've heard in the criticism, things that have been described or shared with you from your significant other or from friends or family or whatever. Like list these things, list these things and excuse me and list these things and start with one, start with one thing and start addressing it. And so again, there's so many resources online to deal with anything and everything. If you have uh, time management or prioritization issues, there's help for that. I'm pretty sure there's probably an app for that. There's lots of stuff. There's stuff to deal with infidelity or, or you know, um, being faithful, stuff to deal with money. There's, there's so much stuff and there are resources that I'm even trying to use to help me even growing in like the uh, being emotionally aware space. So reading books now to try to become better at relating to my wife. Like there's so many things. So there's no excuse. You know, there's resources out there. Um, literally, you can just, just Google it. Seriously, you can just Google the things that you need to help you grow. Um, and you want to get resources from people or even organizations that are actually beneficial. Because I know some people <laughs> probably Google and look up stuff and they end up on like Kevin Samuels page or Fresh and Fit. Try try to vet this stuff <laughs> that you're you're using as a source. But anyway, start there. Um, we really we don't have any valid excuses anymore to be mediocre. Um, it all hinges on us doing the work we need to do to become excellent. It's hard, but to quote Eric Thomas, um, ET the hip hop preacher, I can, I will, I must, because we are called for more than mediocrity, um, not only for ourselves but for our families, our friends, our community, and our future. And the thing is, you can do it. You can do it, black man, I believe in you. And when I say that, I'm including myself <laughs> because I'm a black man too. And that's why this, seeing the state of where we are really grieves me, grieves me. And um, we got a lot of work to do, you know? So yeah, those three things. If you come to the realization, if you've been addressed by that, or even if you just hear it online, in this internet space, <laughs> if you hear it online, like maybe you should stop and consider what if I am that guy or that Pookie and Ray Ray? What if I am that trash ass dude? What if one, acknowledge and admit it, two, listen constructively to the criticism and comments, and three, take a deep breath and commit to improving yourself, you know? So listen, it, it's hard to accept that you, that we as black men have a lot of work to do to stop being mediocre and honestly below average. And there's a lot of work we have to do to become better and more excellent men for our community. But this is important and it's imperative work that must be done. It, it is. So let me know in the comments if, um, you found this helpful at all or even what you may struggle with um you know maybe i can be praying for you or try to make some more content that could be helpful to you know continue to help us to grow as men you know 
Because again, on this podcast, on this channel, content related to do make something. We're trying to make something of ourselves. You know, we're trying to improve and get better. So we got to look in the mirror, take some time to do some honest and real self-reflection so we can grow. And if you feel like, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, if you feel like you're an outlier and you feel like I don't have any of these issues, I'm good. Stop and think about your community. Just because you're good doesn't mean the people around you are good. And that should be a marker to let you know you're not good. We got to start thinking more communally. We really do. You know, we really do. If your brother is not, if your brother is being mediocre, you got to help him. Or at least try to help him. You know, because sometimes people don't want to be helped. But at least try. Um, Whether it's your brother or your friend, whatever. We got to do it. It. We got to think differently. That's that's my whole point. You know, we got to think differently. But all right. I think this podcast has been going on long long enough. So thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Um, Black man, you're called for more than mediocre living. You're here for a purpose, to live for his glory, for God's glory, and for the good of others. Let's do the work and keep choosing to live a vibrant and excellent life. Until next time. Go make something for yourself, of yourself, and go make something for God's glory and the good of others. All right. See you guys. Peace.